I still have a journal that my parents gave me for my ninth birthday. It was one of the first places I looked for messages from my childhood after collapsing on the floor in New York. The journal was called Very Special Me, a book about myself from head to toe. The book's bright yellow cover had a smiling, unisex kid holding a paintbrush. After my last birthday party guest left, I rushed to my bedroom to begin writing my fill-in-the-blank autobiography. I snuggled in my bed and wrote that my hair was the color of straw and my eyes were like brownies. I said that my favorite color was green, my favorite TV shows were fame and smurfs, and my favorite books were Charlotte's Web and The Wind in the Willows. I wrote that on rainy days, I like to write and sleep. The book's page about feelings said, I have a lot of different feelings, and I filled in the blanks. I'm really happy when my dad's happy. I'm really sad when I'm alone. I feel mad when my brother teases me, and I feel really hurt when my brother hurts me. I drew a small frowning face with two teardrops coming out of each blackened eye. I wrote, I can count to eight without blinking, and my dog is beautiful and bruises are ugly. By then, I had a lot of bruises. They were on my arms mostly. My brother's favorite place to hit me was on my upper arms, but I also had marks on my legs where he would kick me or toss a chair in my path. The hitting came sporadically, and usually when we were alone. When my parents weren't around, he'd hiss, Loser, look at you and your ugly face. He'd fake a punch and laugh when I flinched. Those fake punches left me nervous and jangled. Many older brothers are mean and unhappy. I didn't think it was out of the ordinary that mine called me names. Bitch, whore, loser, idiot, ugly, weirdo, fuckface. And he hit me hard. He spit in my face. He pushed me down. He stepped on me. He pulled my hair. He chased me with knives. I didn't understand that Clay was struggling. I thought that this was how all older brothers behaved. I didn't know that our father's long hours at work affected him, or that our mother's emotional disconnectedness left him adrift. I just knew that he hated me, that I could do nothing right in his presence, that I was unsafe in my own home. It didn't help that I was an intensely sensitive kid. I imagined that my stuffed animals had feelings, so I read them Beatrix Potter books and then gently tucked them into bed. Once, Clay pushed me so hard that I ricocheted against a wall and then fell headfirst into a hinge on our laundry room door. He pushed me because I asked one too many times which girl he and his friend thought was the prettiest in the 1983 Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, the one with Cheryl Teagues on the cover leaning into a waterfall in a nearly transparent, white, one-piece bathing suit. 
My dad heard the crash and came running from his office to find me lying unconscious in a pool of blood. I woke disoriented, my father hovering over me, yelling, panicked. He carried me to the car and raced to an emergency room where the loveliest nurse held my hand as a female doctor with a brown ponytail sewed five stitches into my head. I remember thinking that those women glowed like angels. When we got home, my father screamed at Clay behind locked doors, and I felt responsible. I shouldn't have bothered him and his friend. I wanted my father to stop yelling, because soon I knew Dad would go back to work and I'd be defenseless again with an even angrier foe. The scar has since healed into a pink crescent moon on my right temple, the opening like a slow leak that drained me of hope, self-love, and faith. I've spent countless hours trying to sort out my sibling relationship, both in therapy and in writing. I have tried to understand where my parents were during these attacks and why they weren't helping. 